Miss Yarra the Bertie. Greetings, heathens. Welcome to Hail Satan. This is the podcast exploring Satanism, culture, and life in general through the eyes of modern Satanists. My name is Joseph Rose. I'm a member of an independent congregation called Satanic Delco. I'm also a member of the Satanic Temple. Or am I? I'll address that in a bit. And before I forget, let me answer a question that I still get very often. Yes, Satanic Delco welcomes members from anywhere on earth. We have an active membership of people from all over the United States, as well as from several other countries across multiple continents. So feel free to join us if you'd like to be a part of a lovely, active Satanic community. Today... I'm going to present a unique, mostly negative, but therapeutic informational bitch fest, and it might go on for a while. So if that doesn't sound appealing to you, I completely understand if you skip this episode. My intention is to get all of this off my chest and be able to move on in a more positive direction after it's all done. First things first, I would like to welcome a bunch of new patrons that have joined our gang. Let's welcome Zar, Catherine, It's Red Rum, Noriah, Thomas, Ashley, Nicole, Amanda, Jacko, Matthew, William, Philip, Frank, Carlos, Levi, and Cynthia. Thank you guys very much. Your support means the world to me. And it is what makes this possible. I appreciate you very much. And all of you guys, if you haven't already, go link up with Satanic Delco on Facebook and Discord and our weekly Zoom chats. Welcome. So this might be a long one, guys. I'm going to skip over the listener mail today. I know I've been skipping it lately, but trust me, I've been reading and saving your messages and we will definitely get back to it soon. Uh, Before I get on with this, let me remind you to visit the website at HailSatanPodcast.com. On the website, you can find links to the social media accounts. There's a form right on the website to send me an email. I love when you do that. And of course, there's a link to join the Patreon, which gives you access to some bonus content and giveaways and all kinds of stuff. Go check it out. Uh, The website is HailSatanPodcast.com. Now, guys, I'm just warning you. This episode is not a typical episode, and it is not representative of any episodes that I plan to make at any point in the future. This is kind of a weird one. You hear me mention the Satanic Temple on pretty much every single episode, when I mention at the beginning that I'm a member, which I am. And as you all know, I am sometimes critical of things related to the Satanic Temple. I'm certainly not one of these obsessed 
haters that starts a Twitter account for the sole purpose of talking shit on the Satanic Temple or obsessing over its leadership. I think it's fair to say that what I do is significantly different than what they do. In fact, those people criticize me for being a TST apologist and making excuses for their behavior. As time has gone on, especially over this last year, I've found a troubling trend related to the Satanic Temple. When I take note of how I feel in connection to every public move the Satanic Temple makes and every behind-the-scenes news story that comes to light, and certainly things related to the chapters or congregations as they are now starting to call them, the troubling observation I've made is that they rarely make me feel good. More and more, when Satanic Temple discussions come up, it's about how something was disappointing, someone acted shitty, or some form of negative or stressful feeling dominates the situation. And that's a bummer. Most of us look to our religion to lift us up in some way, to enrich our lives, not to disappoint and stress us out. And that brings me to an important reminder for everyone. The Satanic Temple is not your religion. Satanism is your religion. You are a Satanist. I've been a Satanist for far longer than the Satanic Temple has existed. The Satanic Temple is one church in a growing religion. You can belong to any church you want. You can belong to seven different churches if you want to, or you can belong to no church at all and still be a Satanist. Your actual membership to the Satanic Temple is nothing more than an email address on a direct marketing email list. Your optional membership card and certificate are fun, branded merchandise that you can buy in an online shop alongside the Satanic Temple branded hot sauce and stickers. The Satanic Temple is a brand, just like Nike, Sony, Hobby Lobby, or McDonald's. And as with many brands, there are people who become what we call brand loyalists. These are people who prioritize the brand itself almost regardless of the specifics of the moment. These people have incorporated the brand into the fabric of their lives in a way that elevates it. Now, unlike most brands, the Satanic Temple is unique because it's connected to the idea of religion, and many people take their religion very fucking seriously. Satanism attracts a lot of damaged, vulnerable people for a lot of different reasons, and they want to feel a pride and connection to something genuine. And because the Satanic Temple is the big Walmart of modern Satanism, with a growing number of branded franchises all over the world in the form of chapters or congregations, they're the organization that everyone knows. They are the default setting. So, 
I have some bullet points and notes here related to some news items, recent happenings, and things that need to be talked about, many of which relate to the Satanic Temple. The first thing on the list is just a mention of Unveiling Day. Unveiling Day just went by. It was on July 25th. The Satanic Temple uses Unveiling Day to celebrate the day that their Baphomet statue was unveiled in Detroit back in 2015. For Satanic Delco, Unveiling Day represents a chance to celebrate our personal freedom. For some of us, it's an exciting newfound freedom in our discovery of Satanism, and for others, it may take the form of supporting and helping our peers to find their own. It's an opportunity to come out, be out, and feel free about who you are in regards to your Satanism, your sexuality, and your outsider status generally. For many reasons, some of us aren't able to be completely public about those things. For those members, Satanic Delco offers a safe space among trusted peers to celebrate your true self. So on Saturday evening through Sunday morning, a bunch of us got together, hosted by one of our lovely, generous members. We had a giant wild tent with elaborate decorations and a ton of snacks. We had a nice fire pit and music. We had a more casual ritual, and people shared some touching personal stories around the fire, and we just had a long, pretty great night. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who participated in that, and especially those of you who went above and beyond in making it all possible. It was pretty awesome. Next up is Christian. I just spoke recently on the podcast about our friend and Satanic Delco member, Christian. His life was unfortunately cut short very recently, and the reason I bring him up now is because he had been involved in a situation that was going to be talked about on this show anyway, and I guess now is that time. Christian lived in Florida. He was outgoing about his Satanism and in his support of Satanic Delco and this podcast. He had also been a supportive member of a Florida chapter of the Satanic Temple. That Florida group in particular is led by a lying, abusive piece of shit who goes by the fake name Omen Faust and his wife who goes by Lily Faust. Let's pause for just one moment to acknowledge the obvious conflict of interest that exists by having a married couple in control of a group like that. But okay, that's the least of our concerns. So, Let me paint a picture for you. Our dude Christian is listening to this podcast. He's enjoying it and decides that he wants to share on his own personal Instagram account. That simple. He had done it several times, just posting nice things about Satanic Delco and the podcast. He was pumped about it. Then one day, he gets a message from this Omen Faust character. He forwarded these messages to me, and I have them here. The first one says, Hey, are you with Joseph Rose? He is a problem for TST. 
He is working against TST, has had major issues, was accused of sexual assault, intellectual property rights infringement, and works with known shitners against what we stand for. He also charges money to join his group. I'm not saying you can't be friends with him, but it may impact you in our group. FYI. Yeah, that's a lot, right? Should I go through and address these claims? Let's try it. Number one, he is a problem for TST. Am I? Who says I am? Can I tell you who has never, ever told me that I'm a problem for TST? TST. Not once. Not one time has anyone representing the Satanic Temple ever suggested to me that I am a problem for them. And why would I be? I get countless messages from people telling me that my podcast was their introduction to the Satanic Temple and that they went ahead and joined based on what they heard here. And like many, those people probably go on to buy membership cards and t-shirts and fund all of the things that the Satanic Temple does. So I really doubt that I represent any kind of problem for the Satanic Temple, but I trust that they know how to reach me if they ever feel so threatened. Number two, he is working against TST. I am not. Is there any proof of this? Is there anything at all beyond a vague claim? As I've stated many times, I've sent money to the Satanic Temple on numerous occasions. I mention their name constantly on this show as I declare my membership to their organization. The problem with some of the mindless followers or brand loyalists like this Omen asshole is that they can only understand the world in this rudimentary two-dimensional way. You are either all in or you are the enemy. And because I'm not a Kool-Aid drinking ass kisser of the satanic temple, in his mind, that means I'm working against them. But to be clear, I am not, and the satanic temple has never suggested otherwise. Number three, this is a whole big one here, was accused of sexual assault, intellectual property rights infringement, and works with known shitners against what we stand for. Okay. First up, sexual assault. That's a pretty serious fucking claim. As we all know, if you want to very quickly sour a person's reputation these days, there is no quicker, more efficient way to do it than an allegation of sexual assault. Now, luckily for us in this case, there is no victim. I've heard this rumor spread around. I've heard it called sexual assault, sexual harassment, and sexual misconduct. But what actually happened? Well, I'm here to tell you. Nothing happened. At no time has anyone ever come to me with any such allegation. Not a man, not a woman, not the authorities, no one. No one has ever filed any such complaint suggestion, or anything at all 
that could even be remotely misconstrued as what this asshole is spreading around. At no time has anyone provided a name, evidence, or any level of details regarding this fictional bullshit story. And that's because there are none. I'm familiar with where this game of telephone started, and we'll get to that. But just to put it to rest, it isn't true. And of course, I'd be willing to answer any additional questions related to such a thing because I have nothing to hide. The next part of that one was intellectual property rights infringement. Now, this is a dramatic, exaggerated statement, but I think I know where it comes from. As some of you may know, I'm a letterpress printer. That means that I use a giant 100-year-old printing press in my garage to print things. It is a labor-intensive pain in the ass, to say the least. One day, over a year ago, I got excited about the idea of making a simple, classy-looking print of the seven tenets. I wanted to use silver ink on black paper and just make it really simple and cool. So I did. All told, it was a print run of about 15 to maybe 20 copies. I kept one of them for myself. I sold three of them online and gave the rest away. Within one day of posting it online, one day, I was contacted by Mercy at the Satanic Temple. She wrote me an email that said, Hello there. First off, lovely prints. However, the usage of TST tenants for personal profit without prior permission is an intellectual property violation, though we may be willing to work out a licensing agreement. Please write me back at the email provided so we can discuss this prospect further. Once I got this email, I immediately took the print down and carried on my conversation with Mercy. No one at the Satanic Temple has ever mentioned it again. It never caused any issue for anyone. Yet fuckheads like this omen keep passing this story around as if I'm embroiled in some intellectual property battle with the Satanic Temple. Trust me, if I was, everyone would know about it. Now, admittedly, I shouldn't have put that print up. At the time, I was excited about printing this cool thing, and I thought maybe some folks would like this. You're not allowed to do that, and I get it. As I said, I solved the problem immediately, and this was over a year ago. And the last part there was, he works with known shitners against what we stand for. I don't even really know what to say about that part. If I knew that someone I was working with used the title of shitner, whatever that is, I would seriously question that person. <laughs> I have no idea what the details of this insane conspiracy theory are, but I assure you, I am not conspiring with any shitners or anyone else against the satanic temple in any way. Number four, he also charges money to join his group. He is surely referring to the Patreon membership fee, which starts at $2. This is no secret, and there is obviously nothing wrong with it. I mention it on just about every episode of this podcast. 
Sometimes in life, you get what you pay for. Omen's group is free. If you like his vibe, there you go. Membership here is healthy and growing, and I think the reasons for that are the amazing engaged community that we've built over time, and also the fact that I bust my ass and stress myself out to try and make it a cool experience for everyone. No one is forced to join anything I offer, but the option is there for people that find value in it and choose to be a part of it. And I'm really proud of it, and I think a lot of those people are very proud of it as well. Number five, I'm not saying you can't be friends with him, but it may impact you in our group, FYI. This one is fucking outrageous. (laughs) He is essentially saying, as your Satanic Temple chapter head, I'm not saying you can't be friends with someone. I'm just saying, if you do, it may impact you in our group. Am I crazy, or is that one of the most douchebag, inflated ego, power trip, insecure bully moves ever? A grown man threatening another grown man about who he is allowed to be friends with. Guys, this is a person that the satanic temple sees fit to lead their group. This dude is an official representative of the satanic temple, threatening chapter membership based on who a man is friends with. Anyone familiar with the term arbitrary authority? That's supposed to be what the satanic temple stands against. But there you have it. But guys, that's not all. We're not done with Florida man Omen Faust. This fucking guy couldn't help himself. All of that was just his first message. (laughs) As a little time went by, our man Christian kept on posting supportive messages about Satanic Delco and the podcast on his own personal social media accounts. Omen felt the need to message him again. This time he wrote, Hey, just wanted to drop you a line to say that your continued support of the Hail Satan podcast has placed you in a probation status in our group. Feel free to make your choice. Wow. He doesn't even fucking hide it. He explains in no uncertain terms that because a man supports the podcast of his choice, he has placed him on probation and then ends it with a simple, clear ultimatum, feel free to make your choice. This guy sounds like a cartoon, like an exaggerated douchebag Dirty Harry or something. Omen Faust represents everything that a Satanist is not and should never be. He is a fraud. This is a fake bitch if I have ever seen one. Of course, he still wasn't done. He reached out to Christian two final times. In the next one, he said, So to follow up, your probation is for three months. This goes back to when you said, I will reevaluate my status with him and his group, and then are still promoting the podcast. 
You are free to do as you wish. I am not here to stop you. I would just like to make sure you are a good fit with us. And then, in his final message to Christian, he wrote, During the chapter meeting today, you were brought up again. The entire chapter present decided that your views do not fit with our group at this time. We wish you well. And just like that, Christian was thrown out of the chapter and blocked by Omen, making it impossible for him to respond or communicate. At this same time, Omen's wife, Lily Faust, removed Christian from a parents' group for Satanist parents. Again, his only crime was that he expressed his enjoyment of this podcast on his own personal social media accounts. And just when you thought this Omen Faust couldn't get any shittier, he targeted other members in a pretty similar way. I won't go into them all because we could be here all day, but here's one. Another member of Omen's group mentioned in a chat that he had donated to Satanic Delco for our Heathens Helping Hounds animal charity that we did earlier in 2021. Omen wrote to him, We do not support Delco. They are not affiliated with TST. That person was booted from TST and has sexual assault allegations against him, etc. He also charges fees for his group, and we don't know if the money he collects goes to the charity he states it does. He also is working with known anti-TST collaborators. Just an FYI of where your money went. So, right at the end there, he says, Just an FYI of where your money went. Well, okay, Omen, where? Do you actually know anything, or are you talking out your ass again? I don't see him providing any information about where it went. No one has ever suggested that our money doesn't go where it's supposed to go. Our charitable actions in Satanic Delco are all pretty well documented, not only through third-party media outlets, but also the organizations themselves. Just like with the earlier accusations, he's making a random claim, but providing no substance whatsoever, because there is none. And the only new part there was, that person was booted from TST. I assume that booted means kicked out, membership revoked. Of course, this is completely untrue, and we'll explore that one a little more in just a bit. Now, this disgrace of a man has sent similar messages to others all about me. Bullying, threatening, using his position relative to the name brand of the Satanic Temple to convince people that he is something he isn't, and to spread lies and dissent among members of the organization. Surely, all of you out there would agree that behavior like this is something that should never come from the Satanic Temple. This should not be tolerated for even a moment. But, dear listener, what can anyone do about it? If you're just a member of the Satanic Temple, and you've been abused or wronged in some way, 
or observed any type of behavior from people in a position of leadership within the Satanic Temple that goes against their code of conduct or even common decency, who can you tell? What can be done about it? You can search all around on the Satanic Temple website, and you'll find no such information. You'll find no link to report a concern or violation or anything like that. All you find there is a general catch-all email address, and good luck getting a response there. Wouldn't it make sense for an organization like this to have some sort of HR department that you could turn to in cases like this? Well, guess what? There is one. The Satanic Temple has a group they call the Surian Council, often referred to as Serco. Lucian Greaves and others within Satanic Temple have described Serco as exactly that, the HR department. But unless you are a TST insider of some kind, you have absolutely no idea whatsoever that this exists. They surely aren't telling you about it or making it easy to find. How can you even reach them? Well, I'll tell you how. You have to direct your web browser to ordained.satanicministry.com slash pages slash contact. And once you do all of that, you will find the email address for Sorian Council. Again, your average member of the Satanic Temple finding their footing in all of this would have absolutely no way of knowing that this exists or how to make use of it. But what happens if you do make use of it? Well, I'll tell you, because I tried it. I emailed them and filled out an incident report that I was given. And after a few back-and-forth emails going over some details, I had a Zoom chat with someone from Serco. I explained this whole situation that had gone on with Omen Faust, and then some. And when it was all said and done, I was told, essentially, that it was noted. The end. This, guys, is apparently how the Satanic Temple does business. So, to wrap up just this one tale, let me just say, fuck you, Omen Faust, and your mama too. She would be ashamed of you if she knew what you were doing, but she can't see it. Because you do this dirt while hiding behind a fake fucking name, you chicken shit. I support anyone who uses a pseudonym online for personal safety or as a creative choice even. But to hide behind a fake identity like this while you abuse your position within a religious organization? You're a disgrace. And if any of the members of your chapter or congregation value the seven tenets at all, they will have you removed. Next up, guys, we have another character who goes by the name Fauna V. I believe she is in charge of the TST group in Tennessee. She also randomly took it upon herself to initiate a message about me. Mind you, I had no prior knowledge that this person even existed. None. She sent a message saying, FYI, 
Joseph Rose is a bad character. He was kicked out of TST and dogs TST on his podcast and social media. He tries to join chapters and FOGs to try and trick members into coming on his podcast. A member of the FOG committee posted about him two days ago, letting everyone know to watch out because he was back on his BS. Just letting you know. And just in case, you guys, if if you're keeping up here, FOG means Friends of Group. That is, of course, a chapter or congregation in training. Okay? Um, I'm sure many of you out there are a member of a Friends of Group at this point. You'll notice Fauna here has a lot in common with Florida Man. They both do a lot of this FYI, just letting you know. It's sort of a preemptive proclamation of innocence. Like, hey man, I'm not doing anything shady. I'm just telling you for your own safety. Look out for this bad guy on the loose. It's very admirable of them, isn't it? So again, we've got a lying, genuinely terrible person on a smear campaign in the name of defending the Satanic Temple. Let's take a look at her claims. Number one, he is a bad character. This one is pretty subjective, (laughs) but sure, let's go with it. I'm a bad character. Number two, he dogs TST on his podcast. I'm honest about the Satanic Temple, and sometimes my honest feeling is that they fucked something up. Should I not be allowed to say that? Does it immediately make me some enemy of the state if I have a criticism of the Satanic Temple? Because that's creepy as fuck. That is a cult for real. That is some of the most real deal, modern day cult mentality I have ever heard. Number three. He joins chapters to trick members into coming on his podcast. This one is actually my favorite. (laughs) How the fuck do you trick someone into coming on a podcast? I would love to see some evidence of me tricking someone onto my podcast. Fauna V thinks that members of the Satanic Temple are some of the stupidest people imaginable. I can hardly imagine a scenario where someone is tricked into coming on my podcast. This is false and obviously ridiculous. Number four, I skipped over this one earlier. He was kicked out of TST. Now, this is one of the most popular rumors I've heard. I've seen this one from like 10 different people. Also, I should say, you guys have to get a life. I mean, that's what you're choosing to do with your time? You're going to die one day, and you have no idea when it's going to happen, and that is how you're choosing to spend the time that you have on this earth? You've chosen to initiate the spread of rumors and lies about a complete stranger who you've never even spoken to above everything else in the world at that moment. That is so sad and crazy. You are obsessed with me, and it's creepy. Please stop it. So about that rumor that I've been kicked out of the Satanic Temple. Like I mentioned, I've seen several people spreading this one around over the last several months. 
I'd seen it so many times that I actually started to wonder, have I been kicked out? Surely they would tell me if I was kicked out, right? So rather than just blindly speculate like the friends of group and chapter people do, I decided to go to the source and find out. I have a decent, casual rapport with someone with a fairly significant, recognizable position at the Satanic Temple. I sent him a message asking just that. Have I been kicked out? And would I know about it if that happened? He assured me that there is a process for such a thing. I would be contacted and there would be a discussion between Syrian Council and myself. So definitively, I can say that I have not been kicked out of the Satanic Temple and no one at the Satanic Temple has ever contacted me regarding such a thing. I need you guys to understand this one point. You cannot trust the people who are leading your friends of group or chapter or congregation in the Satanic Temple. You simply cannot trust them. They are spreading dangerous lies, either intentionally or through a willful ignorance to the truth, and it goes completely unchecked within the organization. These are not people who display compassion and empathy in practice at all. Now, I don't know if these two things are connected, but I suspect they might be. I mentioned that message from Fauna in another email that I sent to a member of the Syrian Council. And shortly after that, I got a very politely worded message from Fauna apologizing for saying that I was kicked out of the Satanic Temple. So I guess for whatever that's worth, I appreciated the apology. But really, what it should be is a message posted within the chapters and friends of groups, publicly acknowledging the truth of these matters, along with consequences for the people spreading it around. Once you spread a lie all around, it just becomes the truth to people. I guarantee you there are hundreds of people in some of these shitty groups who have it in their mind that I was kicked out of the Satanic Temple, I'm conspiring against them, and all of these other things. Now, I want to show an interesting example of how these tales evolve as they get passed around. Recently, the TST group from North Carolina had a meeting. I believe the stated purpose for this meeting was to just go over some mundane bureaucracy type stuff for the group. But rather than focus on that, they spent a solid 15 minutes or so talking about me. Here are some of the general highlights of this discussion. Number one, either Pennsylvania or Pittsburgh specifically had a friends of group but decided to go independent and that some people were kicked out of that group for claims of sexual misconduct and that those people joined Delco. Now, just as a side note, <laughs> I want to mention that I've heard another slightly different version of this one. On Reddit, there was a user or two who were spreading around this story that I tried to be a friends of group, but flunked out of whatever that program is. So you can see how these stories are getting passed down the line like a game of telephone. It's changing as it goes. 
nuance gets lost and then added back in with different made up details. Nobody can even stick to one story. They're all changing it a little bit. So let me address this one. I'll just start by saying that every single part of it is false. If there was a friends of group in Pennsylvania or Pittsburgh who then went independent, I've never heard of that group. I've never even heard of such a group. To my knowledge, Satanic Delco is the only independent congregation in Pennsylvania or anywhere in the surrounding areas. So no one was ever kicked out of that group for sexual misconduct because to my knowledge, such a group has never even existed. As usual, I would be more than happy to see anything that resembles evidence of any of this, including the names. Who were these people that got kicked out? Who are these people that joined my group after being exiled for sexual misconduct? And as for the flunking out of the Friends of group program, that definitely never happened. It could never have happened because I was never even in the Friends of group program to begin with. I started Satanic Delco at the beginning of 2020. At no time did I ever have a conversation with the Satanic Temple about starting a chapter or a Friends of group. In fact, when I started Satanic Delco, I had no idea what a Friends of group even was. I thought it was just a tagline that groups were using to show their alignment with TST or the Seven Tenets. From the very moment I learned what a Friends of group actually was and what came along with it, I was completely decided that I would never have any interest in being one, and I still feel that way. All right, claim number two from North Carolina. Satanic Delco copies the Satanic Temple's names for things like calling itself a congregation. I guess I could defend this one, but instead I will simply direct you to look up the word congregation. I don't know about you, but I've been hearing the term congregation used in a religious group context for all my life. Satanic Delco literally is a congregation. Satanism is our religion, and we fucking congregate. TST doesn't own the term congregation any more than the other religious groups that have been using it for far longer than TST has. But are you just as mad about TST copying that term from other religious groups? Of course you're not. But why not? Because cult, brand loyalty. In your mind, TST can do no wrong, and outsiders are viewed as the enemy. So, enjoy your flavor aid. Claim number three from North Carolina. You were involved in a group of Tennessee members trying to take over their chapter or friends of group. They called it a coup. The crazy knows no limits in these fucking groups. (laughs) So this is the first I've even heard of any members trying to take over their friends of group in Tennessee. I don't know anything about it at all, if it's even true. I've never talked to anyone about such a thing. And if I'm being honest, I don't actually support that idea at all. 
I think the right thing to do is to simply leave a stupid friends of group and find or start an independent group. I'm shocked that so many Satanists are willing and eager to trade their spirit of autonomy and rebellion in exchange for some attachment to the corporate brand name. Anyway, to be clear on this one, this is completely false. I have never once been involved in any conversation about anything like this with anyone. Also, it's hilarious that they call it a coup. They view themselves as having a position of power, and the fear of losing that position of power is apparently terrifying. Now, you've heard just a few of the lies and rumors that TST groups spread around. But there's one factor in all of this that stands out and disturbs me far more than anything else. Of the hundreds of Satanists that have come across these tales at one point or another, how many of them do you think actually reached out to me to do their homework and find out if any of it was actually true? How many science-preaching, free-thinking, justice-seeking members of the Satanic Temple took even that one little step toward finding the truth? How many? Zero. Not a single one. When these sheep get told a story from someone in a position of leadership within a religious organization that they hold dear, they simply take it as the gospel. No fact-checking needed. It is the equivalent of being told that Jesus was born from a virgin mother and just accepting it. They just nod their head, absorb it as the truth, and pass it along down the line to the other sheep. It is a pandemic of misinformation. I mentioned earlier that I knew where at least some of these stories originated and how they got spread around. Now, this is old news for me. I've discussed it to death with people, and frankly, I'm not that interested in talking about it anymore. But all of what we're dealing with now started here, so it is what it is. There are three mostly inactive, irrelevant friends of groups in close proximity to where I'm at. New Jersey, Delaware, and Philadelphia. The root of all of it started with the Philly group. The guy that now leads that group got into a whole pissing contest with me, and for whatever reason, he took it upon himself to try and police Satanic Delco on every move we made, despite the fact that it didn't involve him or his group in any way whatsoever. Why would he do this? I don't know, and there is no possible good reason on earth to do it. He would always remind me of the various rules that we may be breaking, but the rules he was referring to were the rules of being a friends of group in the Satanic Temple. Since I wasn't a friends of group and was never going to be one, those rules don't even apply to me or our group. And let's pretend we were a friends of group. Would it be his problem then? No. 
Not at all. But still, he made it his mission. Now, my theory, which is just a theory, is that it stemmed from a sense of insecurity and envy. And here's what I mean. Here we have all these people in a friends of group, leaders and members, all people who identify with Satanism and have probably been inspired in some way by the actions of the Satanic Temple. Most likely, many of them saw the Hail Satan documentary and saw some of the activism and other things that are shown in that film and thought, well, I want to be a part of a group like that. I want to join the Satanic Temple. Let's go. And so they search for a local group in their area, and they join. But what everyone doesn't know before they join is that those groups are significantly crippled by endless bureaucracy and bullshit. When I say those friends of groups around me are inactive and irrelevant, part of that is because of the leadership of those groups, but a really big part of it is also the fact that the endless rules and restrictions that are put on them by TST corporate headquarters makes it that way. I've talked at length on other episodes about a lot of that stuff, so I won't get into it again here. So you have all these unsuspecting, excited people who find the Satanic Temple through the documentary or online somewhere, But when they actually land in one of these ineffective friends of groups or chapters, they find out that they're in a constant holding pattern, just waiting for proposals and approvals and committees and an endless parade of arbitrary authority. So what do all of those people who have invested all of this time and emotional energy on that group feel when they see some smaller nearby group doing all kinds of events, charity work, and creative projects, well, I think they get kind of pissed. There they are, bent over, waiting for corporate Satan headquarters to give them permission to think or move, and they see us as skipping the line. That's the exact term that was said to me. I was told that we were skipping the line. And it makes sense. How would you feel way back at the end of some long line that you're waiting in and you see someone just walk right past you and go in the door? That must suck, right? But here's what you weren't told. There's another door. It gets to where you're trying to go and there's no line. So don't be mad at the people that noticed there was another door. Be mad at the people that are holding up the fucking line. As I was saying, he made it very clear to me, openly threatening, that if I didn't play by his rules, he would go public with stories about me. When you're a friends of group or chapter leader, You have access to various groups or forums that connect you with all of the other leaders of those groups. It's a whole insider club that you get access to. So all he had to do was spread a story in any of those places to any of those people, and now TST leaders from all across the country have seen them. And as we've already established, 
No one is interested in any facts or proof of anything. No one even asks. When you're in a cult, you just accept what you've been told and you play by the rules because you've been convinced that it's the right thing and that everyone has your best interest in mind. So that is how most of this got started. Shall we continue? (laughs) All right. Some of you are probably familiar with Lilith Starr, right? She's the author of a couple of Satanism-focused books. She's a longtime Satanic Temple devotee, and she's been a guest on this very show to promote one of her books. She did the show, had a great time, and we had some pleasant conversations off the show as well. If you're connected to Lilith online, you know that she will very often post requests for people to send her money or goods, which many people do, because there are a lot of well-meaning, compassionate Satanists out there, and that's really nice of everyone. My last conversation with Lilith until recently was a few months back, and I have it here. She wrote me a message one morning that said, Did you send me a laser printer? Amazon delivered a great laser printer today that will work really well since most of what I print is black and white. I responded, I did. I thought laser would suit your needs well. I hope that's okay. And she wrote, Yay, thank you so much. Of course it's okay. That was incredibly kind of you. And that was that. I felt good that I was able to help her And she felt good that someone in her satanic community had chosen to help her out. Obviously, I never shared that conversation or situation with anyone publicly. Normally, there would never be any reason to do that. Well, stick with me as I skip forward in time a few months. The Satanic Temple recently released an updated code of conduct for the members of its newly rebranded congregations. This code of conduct is a whole can of worms on its own, and it has already caused quite a bit of strife among the members and groups within the Satanic Temple. I've seen a bunch of heated debates about this already, but that's not the point yet. When it came out, I read through it, and there were at least a few things in there that might raise an eyebrow, But one passage stood out to me in particular. It's under the heading, Conflicts of Interest and Dating in the Organization. This is the section where the Satanic Temple gives its congregation members recommendations on who you should or should not date, among other things. But here's the section that stood out to me. Members and volunteers should actively avoid situations which may present a conflict of interest to the Satanic Temple. This may include operating a company, organization, charity, or religious-affiliated group that has the potential to compete with or disparage the Satanic Temple. It may also include managing platforms that could be confused as being affiliated with the Satanic Temple. Okay. We're going to discuss those words, but not yet. On the day that I read this, I shared that section of text online. Obviously, I thought it would be 
newsworthy to those with an interest in the Satanic Temple, and I was right. People were very interested, and they had a lot to say about it. I believe it was on that same day, if not the day after, that I was suddenly unfriended on Facebook by my pal, Lilith Starr. How odd, I thought. When I was promoting her book and sending random PayPal donations and sending her expensive material gifts, she liked me so much. She felt that I was, quote, incredibly kind. But then I did the unthinkable. I dared to taste the forbidden fruit of knowledge, and I shared it with you all. I had shared some apparently secret information, and that is a big no-no. And people who are deep enough into the cult mindset find that to be a personal attack. How dare some outsider let people know how this works? He must be shunned. I ignored it. And then shortly after, I saw a post online that her new book was released. It is ironically titled Compassionate Satanism. (laughs) And when it was released, I purchased a copy and I sent Lilith a message. I wrote to her, good morning. I just purchased the new book. Congratulations. Once I get the time to go through it, Would you like to come back on the podcast to talk about it? We have a much larger audience now than the first time, which is nice. I saw that she read that message, but she did not respond. I got the cold shoulder from the compassionate Satanist. I let some time go by, and I eventually wrote to her once more saying, I hope any goodwill I've shared with you can earn me just the respect of a reply either way. And after that, she did eventually respond. She wrote back, Hi, Joseph. I'm sorry, but I'm not able to come on your podcast at this time. Very dry. Very unlike the Lilith I had spoken to several times before. Now, take note. She did not say that she doesn't want to come on. She doesn't say that she isn't interested in coming on. She clearly states that she is not able to. I don't think I have to spell out exactly why she isn't able to, especially to anyone that's read a bit about how Scientology works, for example, and other cults like that. But if there's any doubt about the control over members from the inside, let me continue. Some of you may be familiar with a man named Stephen Bradford Long. He's a podcaster and known personality within this space of Satanism. He often has Lucian Greaves on his show, and his shtick was that he was a casual member and supporter of the Satanic Temple with no personal bias or investment in the organization. I've communicated with Stephen on occasion, and I had invited him to come on this show. He accepted. We spoke a little bit about the topics that we might discuss on the show, and we were down to just planning the date when we would do it. Now, at a certain point, Stephen's role changed. He went from having no role 
to being a part of the ordination council and having an official title within the Satanic Temple. And wouldn't you know it, right at this same time that I was shunned by Lilith Starr, I was also ghosted by Stephen Long. I did send him an additional email after it became clear, and I got no response. Suddenly, relationships had changed, not so coincidentally, all at the same time. But that's not all. At this same time, I was also universally banned from all official TST groups, the Friends of and Chapter groups. I was still in a couple of them up until this point. I also learned that Satanic Temple people have a specific name for anyone who disagrees with this new code of conduct or speaks up about it in a critical way. And there are many of those people. The term used is the outraged, with a capital T, capital O. Just a fun little blanket term to belittle any feelings or opinions that might be critical or contrary to the official party line of the, I don't want to say cult, but let's say the organization. Now, the last thing I'll talk about is that one section of the code of conduct that I mentioned earlier. We can look at it line by line. It starts with members and volunteers should actively avoid situations which may present a conflict of interest to the satanic temple. That part seems fairly innocuous. The issue is that the language is open and vague enough that one could interpret almost anything to be a conflict of interest to TST. I mean, anything that doesn't directly benefit the Satanic Temple could be seen as a conflict of interest. But, okay. The next part says, This may include operating a company, organization, charity, or religious-affiliated group that has the potential to compete with or disparage TST. There is a lot in there. Let me start with the part that really jumps out at me. Why is the Satanic Temple, which presents itself as a church or religious organization, in a competition? Who are they competing with? And what are the metrics of this competition? Shouldn't their goal as a religious organization that preaches the value of plurality, be more focused on just benefiting their members and nurturing the community rather than trying to heavy-handedly stamp out any so-called competition. I know multiple people who are a member of an official TST chapter, while also a member of Satanic Delco, and also lead their own independent group. None of us feel like we're competing with the Satanic Temple, and we certainly don't feel like we're competing with each other. And now these cool, active Satanists are in violation of this code of conduct because apparently having any group that TST isn't in control of is against the rules. It's just a bummer that the Satanic Temple has this terrible cutthroat business mindset. 
And they even listed charity in that statement. You can't operate a charity that TST could view as having the potential to compete with them. Why the fuck is the Satanic Temple competing against charities? That is a mystery to me. Earlier, I explained that the Satanic Temple is just one church in our collective religion of Satanism, and that you can feel free to be a part of as many as your free-thinking, autonomous self wants. Well, the Satanic Temple says, not so fast. Don't be that autonomous. This code of conduct is for every member of every Satanic Temple congregation. And by agreeing to it, you are signing a non-disparagement clause, which means that you won't say anything negative about the company or its products, services, or leaders in any form of communication. So if you ever do a thing that the Satanic Temple defines as competing with them or disparaging them, then you have broken this agreement. That can and surely will result in your removal from that group and may result in being sued by the Satanic Temple. And yes, there is a precedent for TST suing members. That's the one lawsuit they don't tell you about. In fact, we already have at least one example of it happening with this brand new code of conduct. On or around July 25th, Lilith, a different Lilith, a member of the Satanic Temple's Illinois congregation, was kicked out because they vaguely referenced a Satanic group that is designed to connect former Mormons who are now Satanists. She didn't even mention the name of the group. She just referenced the existence of the group. After her removal, she wrote, Those in TST congregations take care not to mention or even hint at the existence of other satanic organizations anywhere in the congregation's space, or you can be kicked right out without even a warning or a chance to defend yourself. There you have it. Now, we all wish that people wouldn't disparage us, right? I just talked for an hour about how Satanic Temple people disparage me all the time, and they don't even need any true information to do it. But TST is putting fear and the threat of legal action in place to ensure that after you learn some of the unfortunate truths about the organization, you keep your fucking mouth shut. Or else. The last line says, It may also include managing platforms that could be confused as being affiliated with the Satanic Temple. This one could be called the Baphomet Clause, because that is surely the most direct inspiration for this one. I've heard Lucian recently describe that very thing. If you guys aren't familiar with Baphomet, I won't get all into it, but it was a short-lived online platform started by a former... TST member while she was a current TST member, and obviously none of it ended well. Now, I get the idea that TST doesn't want other groups to misrepresent themselves as TST or cause any confusion. This is the same as, say, Nike and Adidas. They can both make sneakers. They can both use laces. 
They can both be shaped like a foot. They can both have rubber soles. But they have to have their own brand identity. They can surely coexist and serve the people that want what they have to offer. And some people will like and use both. And that should be okay. And you know, I don't want to finish this episode without clarifying this one point. When I'm talking about these delusional cult members and being critical of the friends of groups or chapters, I'm not talking about the average Satanist who is a member of one of these groups. Most of those people are probably there because they want to be a part of a cool Satanic community and all of the great things that can come from that. They probably make some nice friends and have some fun times. I mean, I certainly hope you all are getting to at least do that. Those people don't know any better. They don't know all of the -the behind-the-curtain, scandalous bullshit and constant infighting. They're just there to be a good Satanist, and I'm not being critical of them at all. Those people deserve better. They deserve better groups. They deserve better leaders in those groups. They deserve a better system. I'm going to wrap this up now. I didn't cover even half of the topics or bullet points that I had listed here, but it's enough. Satanic temple-related drama is exhausting, and like I said earlier, it doesn't make me feel good. Now that I've gotten this stuff off my chest, my goal is to mostly ignore any TST drama as best I can. They've been running around talking about me for months, so I felt some need to respond. Obviously, when something noteworthy happens, I'll try to report on it in a reasonable way, and I will give my opinion, but I'm making an effort to step back a bit from Satanic Temple stuff for the sake of my own mental health and for the benefit of the awesome people in my congregation. Satanic Delco deserves my focus, so that's where I'm going to put more of it. Perhaps some of you will join us there at some point. In the meantime, stop by the website. HailSatanPodcast.com I want y'all to stay safe out there, kick some ass, and hail Satan. Mr. Buster, where the fuck you at? Can't scrap a lick, so I know you got your gat, your dick on hard. From fucking your road dogs, the hood you threw up with, niggas you grew up with. Don't even respect your ass, that's why it's time for the doctor to check your ass, nigga. Used to be my homie, used to be my ace Now I wanna slap the taste out your mouth Make it bow down to the rope Fucking me, now I'm fucking you, little ho Oh, don't think I forgot Let you slide, let me ride Just another homicide, yeah, it's me So I'ma talk on, stomping on the easiest streets That you can walk on